0: Good morning, I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for January 21st, 2022. In 1967, there was an album released by the Beatles called The Magical Mystery Tour, which many people assumed it was an album extolling the virtues of psychedelic drugs, in particular LSD. Uh, It's for that reason that I'm referring to Tony Blinken's current trip through Europe as a magical mystery tour, because it reflects a delusion on his part, which may not just be his problem. It It seems to be a problem throughout the transatlantic establishment that the United States and NATO are in a position to dictate terms not only to Russia, but to China and the rest of the world, that the U.S. is holding all the cards that, as Blinken said, it's the Russians who are the cause of the crisis, and therefore the U.S. is totally justified by putting out an intelligence assessment that Russia is the cause of the problem, is about to invade Ukraine, and the U.S. has the right to impose punishing sanctions on Russia if there is an action against Ukraine. And as Blinken said yesterday, uh, in, after his uh, meeting with the Germans, And before his meeting today with Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, he said of the meeting today, I don't expect a breakthrough. Well, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. The Russians have asked that, that he bring with him some written statement in response to President Putin's demands that there be a new set of treaties between the U.S. and NATO with Russia. And instead, it looks as though he may be going there empty-handed. Now, we don't know for sure yet. There are a lot of things in motion and in flux. But if you look at the, the insistence that it's Russia's the cause of the problem, that Russia must make a compromise, and then you see what that Mr. Putin is iron-solid in saying that, no, we need national security guarantees. So... This could be running into a brick wall. Hopefully there's something else going on. We see a number of people in the West beginning to respond sensibly. Excuse me, there was Tulsi Gabbard, who uh, came out yesterday, the former Democratic presidential candidate, who said the White House and Congress are hiding from the American people the danger of a confrontation with Russia. Uh, Tucker Carlson is continuing his rather sensible approach to this situation. He had a Russian specialist, uh, Clint Ehrlich, on last night, who used the same terms that that Mrs. LaRouche has been using, that the U.S. is sleepwalking into a potential conflict with the other biggest nuclear force on the planet. Now, Blinken, after his meetings yesterday with the German, British, and French uh, representatives, said, we are in closer, closer consultation today than ever, and there's unity within NATO. Oh, really? Well, the Germans said they're not going to provide any weapons. Uh, the Germans are saying there should be a mediation, <clears throat> which they're willing to do. Uh, there are a number of Eastern European nations which are not looking forward to a war with Russia. And yet, when uh, Blinken met with Zelensky the Ukrainian president in in Kiev on Wednesday, he said, don't worry, we're behind you 100%. Now, Zelensky, on his part, once again insisted that the Ukrainian uh, government be brought into NATO. And this is what one of the red lines that Putin has identified. Now, uh, what is it that Lavrov is looking for? What is it Putin is asking for? That there be legally binding agreements that go back to the promise of 1990 of no forward eastward expansion of NATO. No NATO membership for Ukraine, no further eastward expansion, and secondly no placement of weapons in Ukraine within a four to five minute reach of Moscow. The Russians have said that without such an agreement Russia will respond with a technical military response. Now, while this leaves the West guessing, we see all kinds of speculation coming out, including some differences between what President Biden is saying and what Blinken is saying. Now, Biden in a press conference spoke of a difference between a minor incursion by Russia and what would happen if there was an actual invasion. Now, Blinken tried to smooth over the confusion yesterday, uh, saying that this is uh, that, that Russia will suffer painful consequences if one Russian soldier comes into Ukraine. Now, he also said that, reiterated his belief that the present crisis has been created by Russia. And he said the U.S. has shown many years of goodwill to Russia. Now, does he really think that there's been consistent Russian or interference by the West with Russian internal affairs. The sanctions around Navalny, the attacks on Russia supposedly for interfering in the 2016 elections, which is completely fabricated by US intelligence. So the idea that the US has shown goodwill toward Russia, the US walked out of the arms agreements. So it's such a performance from Blinken is not only incompetent, possibly deliberately so, uh, reflecting a total distortion of US behavior since the fall of the Soviet Union. But it's dangerously incompetent because of the potential that there could be an error or some kind of mistake that leads to a military confrontation that could lead to nuclear war. Putin is very serious, he's made this point over and over. Russia has legitimate concerns, security concerns. The government in Ukraine has within its defense and security forces what some people are calling hotheads, but are actually neo-fascist militia who are spoiling for a confrontation in the Donbass region or in Crimea, which could lead to a provocation to justify a Russian attack. Then Ukraine would go running to NATO saying, you must come in and bail us out. Now, Biden has said sensibly that the U.S. will not get involved in a war in Ukraine. But what happens if the pressure is escalated by a confrontation in the Donbass, which includes the possibility of casualties on both sides? Now, Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Ryabkov once again reasserted the the Russian position. There can be no compromise on the Russian treaty proposals. These are an essential element of guaranteeing Russian national security. Secondly, Russia will not respond to U.S. demands for withdrawing troops on the Russian side of the Ukrainian border. They make the obvious case that the U.S. has no right to tell Russia what to do with troops in its own country. Then Ryabkov said, there's no reason for concern over joint exercises by Russia and Belarus. These have been previously scheduled. They're part of a defense alliance. And there's, then he added, there's no plan for Russian aggression against Ukraine. But he insisted finally that Russian security interests must be respected and addressed through diplomacy. Now, finally, we, we hear what Blinken said in a speech in Berlin yesterday. He said the core issue is Russia's rejection of a post-Cold War Europe that is whole, free, and at peace. Well, Mr. Blinken, in 2014, the Obama-Biden administration was engaged in a regime change coup in Ukraine, which is the most recent cause of the confrontation and tension there. The U.S. and the person of Deputy Secretary of State uh, Victoria Nuland made the, the point on a, a phone that was tapped in discussing with the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Pyat that the U.S. was dictating who would replace Yanukovych after a coup. She admitted the U.S. had spent over $5 billion in the last decades building an opposition inside Ukraine, a pro-Western opposition. It's clear that when the Maidan Square protests escalated, that while there were legitimate grievances on behalf of some of the demonstrators, there was actually a deployment of snipers and terrorists who were shooting people in Maidan Square including representatives of the Ukrainian security forces. This was a coup, a bloody coup carried out, organized by people like Newland. Biden was the point man on Ukraine for the Obama administration. But funding it were groups like the National Endowment for Democracy, the International Republican Institute, two agencies that are very often involved in, in organizing color revolutions. George Soros with the, at, the, at the head of non governmental organizations, and the deployment of right wing neo fascist militia, known sometimes as the Pravi Sector, the Right Sector, the Azov Battalion, <clears throat> or the Bandaristas, a reference to the Ukrainians who during World War II joined with the Nazis to exterminate non-ethnic Ukrainians inside Ukraine. That's hardly an example of a Europe that is whole, free, and at peace. And that's the reason Biden and others are saying, well, it's not proper for Ukraine to be brought into NATO yet. So then why promise it? Why light the match? Why at every opportunity is Blinken threatening Uh, actions against Russia and blaming Russia for the confrontation. It's the US which is provoking a potential war with Russia in defense of a corrupt government in Ukraine Uh, and this is typical of US behavior around the world. That's why I raise the question of whether Blinken is merely incompetent or possibly using psychedelic drugs as he continues with his magical mystery tour. Hopefully his session with Sergei Lavrov today will will bring about a sane uh, end to his tour, but there's a lot there that's to be doubted that that can happen. So thank you for joining me today. Tomorrow on the laroucheorganization.com we'll be having a discussion of war or peace over Ukraine. Uh, that's at, at 2 p.m. Or, uh, yeah, 2 pm. Eastern time, and you can pick it up on the LaRouche Organization and the Schillerinstitut.com. See you then and see you again next week.